Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Ford Frogus Football Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Barty, and today's episode is going to be part 2 of last week's, this time going over the biggest remaining needs for each AFC team. Let's dive right on into it. Alright, so before we get on into today's topic, I wanted to go over two of the biggest pieces of news that happened in the NFL last week. Starting off, we're going to talk about the trade between the Saints and the Eagles where the Saints received uh, pick number 16, 19, and 194 in this year's draft, and the Eagles got 18, 101, and 237 in this year, plus a 1 and a 2 in, or 1 in next year, and a 2 two years down the line. Um, starting off on the Eagles side of things, I think this is a really smart trade by them. They pretty much move from 18, or from 16 to 18, and then get an additional third-round pick, and that's a seventh-round pick, 237, either sixth or seventh. It's a late pick um, for moving down two spots and then give up another first-round pick for a first and a second in the future, which is just really good value. Um, it makes it so that they don't have to pay three first-rounders when their contracts expire in five years. If they hit on all three, which ideally you want to do, obviously, um, we don't know if they will, but... You kind of want to plan as if you're going to have to pay all three of these guys five years down the line. So now they only have to pay two of them at the same time. Makes it easier on the cap situation. Um, And then also it gives them more ammunition in next year's class, which looks to be a bit stronger in the quarterback department, at least as of right now. Gives them stuff in case they want to trade up, replace Jalen Hurts. They're giving him one more year, obviously, in this system. See if he can take the next step forwards. But if he's unable to, they then have all the ammunition they need to go up and get the, their next guy. Could trade up and get like a Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, or whoever is going to emerge next year. From the Saints side of the thing, it's definitely a bit interesting. Um, getting another first round pick, obviously a good thing. They get another, hopefully, quality starter in this year's draft. Um, and there's two really, like, two options, I believe, that they can do. Um, first, to just stay put and use these picks to get a tackle and wide receiver. Uh, By making this trade, they also jump the Chargers, who are also looking at tackle and receiver. So maybe that's what their plan is. They wanted to get in front of them, make sure they can secure a guy like Bernard Raymond, Trevor Penning, um, Jamison Williams, Chris Olave, whoever ends up being their guy. They want to make sure that they get him and not the Chargers, and then have the second pick for the position that they don't fill the hole of. Um... Maybe they plan on having a QB slip to the mid-rounds but not get past someone down there. Or they just want to get a quarterback and another wide receiver or offensive lineman. Or the other option is they could use these two first-round picks to package them and move forwards and um, inside like the top five trade maybe with the Giants to jump the Panthers and get their quarterback. The only problem is none of these quarterbacks are really worth that trade. And... Is it really worth it to get another wide receiver or offensive tackle to give up a first-round and a second-round pick alongside the first-round you're spending on him? So that's essentially two first-rounds and a second-round pick just to get, like, an offensive tackle that's just, that's maybe going to be an upgrade over James Hurst year one. Probably long run, yeah, whoever they draft will be an upgrade. But I don't entirely understand this from the Saints perspective, but they've always been aggressive under um, Sean Payton and now under Dennis Allen. Look like, looks like that they're going to be operating like the same way just pushing stuff into the future going all in for now 
Uh, the second piece of news I want to talk about was the Stefan Diggs contract. I think it's really smart of the Bills to lock him up now before he gets kind of like, hey, like all these guys are getting big money deals. Where's mine? And there it is. Um, the value of the receiver is just ballooning right now. So kind of getting it in slightly early. Obviously, you're behind Tyreek and Diggs when you made this. Not Diggs. Um, Adams when you made this contract. So you have to take into account what they made. But you're getting ahead of guys like Debo Samuel, who's going to be pushing for a new contract soon, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, all these guys. Um, so I think it's a smart move by the Bills to get this done a tiny bit early. Um, 26 per year is obviously a lot. I don't know entirely how, if that's going to be like a true 26 per year or if it's kind of like how Devontae Adams trade and Tyree Kittle's trade or contracts aren't actually like 30, 28 million, whatever the whole numbers look like. All right. So I'm going to go over the biggest remaining needs for each team. Um, just like last week, I'm going to go over the top three needs for this upcoming season. So that means if you got an old guy out of position who's good, but maybe won't be here in like a year or two. I used Tom Brady as the example last year or last episode. But if you got something like that where I think you could use to upgrade or as a backup to replace down the line, I'm not going to put that as your need for this year because... If you got a guy like Tom Brady, you, that's just not your need. So we're going to start off with the AFC North and kicking things off with the reigning AFC champions, Bengals. So starting off, I'd put their biggest need as interior offensive line. Um, it's Honestly, this Bengals roster has rounded up to shape really well, and the only real question mark on offense remains is Jackson Carmen. Is he going to take that year two jump? He may, he may not. Um, if someone slips to like a Zion Johnson, a Kevin Green, or a um, Tyler Linderbaum, if they slip to 31 where they're drafting, why not draft that guy, have a surefire upgrade? That ho- entire offensive line is going to be maybe one of the best in the league next year. And Ted Cross has the ability to play center or guard, so that doesn't like affect how you want to view um, Johnson or Linderbaum who Linderbaum only going to be center Johnson maybe can slide into the center but you'd probably keep him at guard if you draft him there so I just think this roster is really rounded out well and this would just push them over the top um, the second biggest need I put is cornerback right now you got Eli Apple as your number two uh, Mike Hilton in the slot at Shadobia Wuzier in on the outside, those two should be locked up. Like they're good. They're last year very solid, two of the best at their position. Eli Apple is a he's a number two cornerback. You know, he's nothing special. Um but you could definitely upgrade. I don't really see like a them going in free agency to do it because there's there's still like Steven Nelson, Stephon Gilmore, but I don't think that they're gonna be able to upgrade or they'll like invest the money to upgrade at that position when they already have Eli Apple. Um, I could see them getting an upgrade in like the first round if someone slips, maybe like a career, uh, Kyrie Elam or Andrew Booth Jr. Um, if not, I do expect that they have um, picks like throughout the f- four, first four rounds, probably going to address cornerback at least with one of those picks, I would assume. And then the last position of weakness, I put a linebacker, but I don't even think it's that much of a weakness. It's just that um, Luke Wilson, I think. Something Wilson and Jermaine Pratt are both young and developing. So we'll see if they can... Logan Wilson, that's it. 
Uh, we'll see if they can keep developing. And Logan Wilson definitely looked like a future star at the position, so I think he should be set. Um, Pratt, that's kind of a bit of a question mark. I don't think that they're going to find a replacement for Pratt this year, but maybe they'll draft someone who will take Pratt's job down the line so that they don't have to pay him a second contract. Um, second up, I got the Browns. And I put their biggest position of weakness as interior defensive line. Right now, they're slated to start Jordan Elliott and Tavon Bryant. Um, Elliott's entering year three. Maybe he can take a step up. And uh, Tavon Bryant, he's a former first-round pick who just fizzled out with the Jaguars. Um, we'll see if there's something there with the two of them, but I think it would be really smart of them to add in an older veteran, Sheldon Richardson, still out there, Linval Joseph, um, Calais Campbell, any of these names just to get some bodies on the interior that can actually a bit more proven to do something. I don't see them going maybe in the second round. Um, they can draft Jones, uh, Tyler Jones, I want to say. Travis Jones. That was his first name. Sorry about that. But yeah, so maybe they go with Travis Jones in the second round if he ends up slipping to them and then for their second need i put as wide receiver um obviously i got amari cooper he's a very solid receiver kind of disappears at times but he should be slated to be a solid number one at least like get you thousand yards we'll see how he does with watson and then whoever does whoever's the quarterback before i think he should be fine there um but i think they definitely could use an upgrade as wide at wide receiver two and in the slot um, Donovan People Jones, he he's shown flashes that he could be a really good receiver, but I mean last year he was the number one for most of the year and he still only finished with like six hundred yards. So while he like shows the ability to be a number one, he hasn't really shown the consistency yet. So maybe now that he's the number two, that will be a much better role for him. But I still think that they can um get an upgrade. And then Jakeem Grant also in the slot, he's kind of been like a gimmicky player his whole career so far. Um you kind of want to find a more like slot ready type of player definitely see them being able to find an upgrade over one of those two guys in day two maybe even day three of the draft and then their last hole i put as center um they let go of jc treader earlier in the off season and um right now they have harris set up to make a third year jump they i think that the fact that they haven't signed anyone is kind of like showing out to the community like hey we trust him this is going to be our starter next year kind of like how Andre James last year with the Raiders the Raiders were like yeah we trust him after letting go of Rodney Harrison um obviously that didn't work out entirely for the Raiders James kind of came on on the end of the season but at the beginning it looked bad so it's kind of the same thing like it's just like is he really going to be good like we we don't know he hasn't really played much at the NFL level when he has he's been all right but Definitely want to see him get more snaps in before we can say, okay, this isn't a hole. Right now, it's a big question mark. So I wouldn't be surprised if they brought in either a veteran or just like a late-round guy to just bring in some competition there, push Harris a bit more, or be someone who can start over him. All right, so with the Ravens, I put their biggest need as interior offensive line. Um, their guard center right now are weak outside of Zeitler. Um, I kind of think that they're going to draft... Linderbaum. That was my first in my first mock draft. I had them going with Linderbaum. Um, kind of straight away from that, but I think I'm back on that now. Like I really like the idea of Linderbaum going to this run-heavy scheme. Obviously, he's going to be going from a zone to more of a gap concept, but uh, 
their offensive corner, I can't remember his name right now, but he changed their entire offense to cater to Lamar Jackson's skill set. I think they can change a bit of the blocking schemes to cater to Linderbaum's because he's just such an incredible run blocker that, like, plug him in and let him go to work creating holes for Jackson and J.K. Dobbins. Um, they could also go with Zion Johnson upgrade at the guard position. I expect them to either, if they aren't going to address him with, in the first rounds, then second, third round, maybe like a um, Dylan Parham, go with something like that. They, I think they need to, this is a position where they need to address, because right now they they saw what happened last year when their offensive line fell apart at the tackle positions, and even guard two was kind of falling apart. So they need to make sure that this is short up, good run blocking, and that's what the, their offense runs through, so... Uh, secondly, I have the interior defensive line. Uh, Derek Wolf's coming off injury. Mike Pierce is getting old. Uh, they could use definitely a bit more like pass rush juice. Pierce should be a solid run stuffer. Um, but yeah, I, I expect them, if they don't address in day one, then I expect them to go with someone in like day two. And then um, for linebacker, I think they could go with a running mate for Patrick Queen. Um, it's a pretty deep class, so they could get a pretty solid guy in the second, third round. Maybe in like fourth, fifth, someone slips, starts slipping. Um, the rumors that like Nakomi Dean might be in the second, third round too. So, I think this is a position where they'll probably find a starter later in the draft, but I don't expect them to address early. And then lastly, we got the Steelers. I have their biggest position of need as O line. Um, any of the positions, I feel like could be they could find an upgrade. Um, I know they like Doxon, and they just gave a good contract to Okafor. Um, or a core for my bad, and so we'll see those positions. Um, I doubt they'll upgrade at center or right tackle, but and I don't think that they're going to address in round one because it looks like all signs are pointing towards quarterback this year. But definitely could use another another left tackle. They just got James Daniels, so maybe they won't get a guard. Um, sorry, Darkson earlier I, he plays um, guard too, so I don't expect them to address guards, but. Maybe center or tackle they can address in day two, day three. Um, and then round two I put as a quarterback. Or not round two. Um, the second biggest need I put as quarterback. It's because Trubisky's serviceable. So I was like, okay, I don't, I'm not going to put him as the biggest need. Like maybe turn things around with the Bills, learning more about how to be a better quarterback under um, behind Josh Allen and behind or underneath Brian Dable's uh, tutorage. But... We'll see how this Trubisky experience plays out. I don't really expect too much from it, and I expect the Steelers to still address quarterback in round one. And then the third big need is safety. Um, Carl Joseph, he's been a journeyman for the past couple of years, and that's for a reason. He's he's all right. He's starting caliber, but like very low end. Um, I don't think that they're going to be able to replace him in the draft because of that, because he is still like at least like a starter. But maybe they're going to draft someone who will, after this year, take his job. Second up, we got the AFC East, or second division, AFC, AFC East, starting off with the Bills. But their number um, one need as cornerback, uh, cornerback two specifically, um, Dane Jackson, Simon Neal, those are the two guys right now competing for the spot. Um, I expect them to address them in the first first round, second round. Maybe they can get someone in the third round who can still be a starter. Um but definitely in the first two rounds, I think the Bills should try to address this position. If, like, uh, Kyrie Elam or Andrew Booth thought one of those guys might still be available where they're picking, they should, like, jump all over him. Um, 
Second need I put as offensive line. So they just got Roger Saffold, who is old, and is he still going to be good? Like, he was cut by the Titans right now, so it's like he's been on the decline. Um, Kobe Ford, he was drafted at tackle. He's not going into guard, and he's just been, like, all right since being there, like, below average. Um, Maybe he still takes a step up in year three or four, whatever this is for him. Um, Got Spencer Brown is a second-year player, played a bit last year. Do uh, you want to have confidence in that? I just like they, their offensive line was a lot worse than I really realized until I like started looking. At it. I was like, oh wow, like they could use upgrades at just about every position. Even like Mitch Morris is he the best? Um, Deion Dawkins should be said like he's been like a top 10, 15 tackle, so he should be good. But the rest of them are like, okay, like maybe you should draft someone in the first round or two. Um, and then I put the third need as wide receiver, even though. Once again, kind of like um, the Bengals. Like, this isn't really a need for them. It's just more of a question mark. Like, is Gabriel Davis going to produce again like how he did in the AFC Championship game or division game? It felt like the championship game, but where he scored four touchdowns. Um, you probably feel good about Davis and Diggs right now. And then even Jamison Crowder is a really good slot receiver. But they could still use um, another guy just to have like fill out the room and then also to like to be the fourth guy to be maybe Crowder like you can find a slot guy to upgrade over Crowder and then to eventually be the guy to replace Davis because do you really want to be putting if Davis continues on this trajectory you're going to be putting over 40 million dollars a year into your wide receivers which is just a lot of money so yeah Bills are really well-rounded roster right now um next up we got the Dolphins and I put their number one need as edge. Um, Manuel Ogba really turned a corner since his time in Miami, so that's good to see. But on the other side, um, Van Ginkle, like, he's kind of like one of those Belichickian edge rushers, like, drops into coverage and edge rushes. But you still, I think, need, like, a true number two, maybe even get, like, a true alpha. Um, but I don't think that they will be able to do that just because they don't really have a first-round pick. Um I do think that they should try to maybe pick up a vet like Jeremy Hughes, um, a couple of other older guys, Melvin Ingram are still around. Um, maybe they want to go that route, and if not, second, third round. Um, can't remember if they still have a second round pick or not. But if they do, like edge is a huge need for them still. And then offensive line put it as their second need. I was pleasantly surprised how they filled out this roster. Um, like left tackle, left guard are now pretty solid with Tron Armstead, Connor Williams, Robert Hunt. Um, he should play guard right now, and then Austin Jackson at um, right tackle. You feel good about Armstead, um, Williams, and Hunt. Jackson is still a question mark. Year three, does he take the step up as a tackle? Um, I don't know. And then Deitler in the center position. Um, you, you should probably try to get a upgrade over center or right tackle. Um, depends on who's there in round three, but if there's a good center or tackle prospect still, just snag them up. You could probably, they'll probably start over these two guys. And then safety, I put as the third need. Um, obviously, Javon Holland is a stud, but Brandon Jones, he's entering year three, former fifth-round pick, I want to say. Um, this is more just a question mark just because he's had like limited playing time and hasn't been the best safety yet you know maybe he takes that year three jump but um 
would be smart to bring in some competition or maybe even like a veteran to take his job be more someone would be a bit more consistent back there and next up we got the Jets um, their biggest need I put is a wide receiver um, Corey Davis is good but he's more of the number two type like you saw him be his have his best career when AJ Brown was the number one um, Denzel Mims is falling out of favor with the coaching staff already don't see that to turn the corner anytime soon um, and I do think that they will find an upgrade here um, whether it's at 4, 10 with a trade they're going all in on wide receivers they've made that very open and yeah definitely would be very shocked if they didn't find their number one receiver um, either in the draft or through free, um, the trade market um, so for their number two eat, I need I put edge um, Carl Lawson is coming off injury. He's really good when he plays, but it's just he's dealt with injuries since his time as college. So that's kind of a question mark. And then um, Jonathan Franklin Myers, he's more of an inside-outside type of guy, you know, like throwing, oops, sorry, um, throwing in the inside during pass rush downs or and then on, like outside on um, run stuffing downs. He's not like a traditional edge rusher, bigger body guy. Um I definitely like the idea of them getting Thibodeau at four. If not, could see them getting someone else like Trayvon Walker or um, addressing it later at around 10 or pick 10. <laughs> um, now, I see them going wide receiver edge right now for their first two picks, and I think that would be a really great idea because um, the third need I put as linebacker. Um, I thought about putting cornerback here, but they did just sign DJ Reed. They have Bryce Hall. There's nothing special, and I could definitely see them like taking Stingley or Sauce to start overhaul just because that would just be a good idea because they're good cornerbacks and also linebacker is a less valuable position however what they're rolling out at linebacker just ain't it right now um they got CJ Mosley who's just since his time in Baltimore just hasn't been the same player dealt with injury I think he was a COVID opt-out or maybe injured again but he just barely played for the Jets been massive disappointment um and then you got like Hasim Nair Aldean um is so he going to take a step up year two? He's more of like a... He was a college safety. Um, I think that they're going to address this in round two just because it's, once again, like a deep linebacker class. So um, they, they'll probably find their second starter to go alongside Mosley in this draft. All right. And then lastly in the AFC East, we got the New England Patriots. Um, their biggest need is cornerback right now. Uh, they don't really have a number one anymore with J.C. Jackson leaving. Um see them addressing in the first round if not maybe like the second round they just need someone to go alongside um mills and then jc jones in the slot or jonathan jones in the slot um yeah and then i put the number two need as edge uh, right now they got matthew judon and ooh, something uche jordan uche josh uche and um, Josh Uche is like a second, third-year player. Maybe he takes a step up now that um, Winovich is gone. We'll see about that. But also, I really like the, the fit of Carl, George Karloftis out of Purdue to them. He kind of just seems like a Belichickian guy. Like He's very versatile, can play hand in the dirt. He can play stand-up. Belichick can probably teach him to play linebacker. He seems like a smart guy. He's already got a lot of pass moves pass rush moves under his belt even if they're imperfected he still like has learned them so i like the fit of that there um if not like a lot of these classes well a lot of these position groups in this draft while they might not be top heavy 
they are quite deep and this goes the same with edge so i could see them addressing edge in round two or three if they fall in love with a different guy in the first round and then lastly i got guard um yeah like they would have been said here if they didn't trade away Shaq mason for like a fifth round pick what i don't know what that was about uh, Belichick seems to always know this stuff, though, so like maybe they got someone under their belt who they want to plug in, but I don't know. Right now, I don't see a viable starter for them at guard, and I don't know if they will be able to address it. Um, they could address it in the first round, but I just feel like that would be... They have other holes that they should fill instead with their first-round pick, and so maybe like second, third round they can find someone, but I don't know. This was a very, very curious move. So next up, we've got the AFC South, um, starting off with the Indianapolis Colts. I put wide receiver as their biggest need. Um, Michael Pittman, he's shown to be, like, the ideal number two type of receiver, but he's being asked to play as a number one, and he's still playing good. He's a very good receiver, but I just think if he was a compliment to someone else, kind of like how, um, like, kind of like Corey Davis, you know? Like, as a compliment, he could shine instead of just, like, being the sole guy and... So I think they really need to address that. Um, maybe they'll get someone who can start for them in day two, like to use their first pick on that. I think that would be a really good idea, especially with Matt Ryan. Um, he's still going to Julio Jones out there. Maybe they can get like a bigger body guy. Um, Christian Watkins, if he's there, that, that could be a really nice fit. Um, and then I put cornerback as the number two need. Right now they have... Um, Kenny Moore, Isaiah, well, Kenny Moore in the slot, he should be solid, one of the best slot, slot receivers, even if he did take kind of a step back last year, but Gus Bradley can work magic with slot receivers, so or slot cornerbacks, so I expect that to be fine. Um, Brandon Faison, he just wasn't that good last year for the Raiders, um, but he was a mid-season practice squad pickup, so maybe another year of experience under his belt, like just starting out of the blue because of all the injuries and the Damon Arnett thing for the Raiders. Um, he was able to start, so you like to see that, but he's just like, he was just, just a starter. That's it, you know, like nothing special. And he was someone who got picked on a lot, especially with Nate Hobbs and Casey Hayward being like solid cornerbacks on the other side. Um, and then Isaiah Rogers, he played really well. I want to say last year was his second year. Yeah, second year, so this is going to be his third year. He's a speed guy who um, was definitely a bit more raw coming out. I think he was on like a fourth or fifth round pick, but like you gamble on the speed, and he's shown to um, that it's starting to pay dividends in year three. Like I expect him to step up and be a really solid outside corner, but yeah, you should definitely, like I definitely need an upgrade over face on right now. And then guard is their last need. Um, it's kind of like a question mark right now, more so like, you got Pinter there, um, slated to start. He's been good in limited action, but he hasn't really been asked to start much yet. So is he going to step up in year three? Hopefully that's probably what they're planning. Um, so this is more just once again like a question mark because I think they already got their guy, but it's like I'm putting it as a hole right now because they don't really have too many other holes. And it's just, okay, like, is he going to be good? We don't know yet. We have to see. All right. So secondly, in the AFC South, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I put their biggest need as offensive line. Um, so right now, I think Brandon Scherf is the only like plus starter. Um, J James Robinson or Cam Cam Robinson and um, Jawan Taylor. They're just 
they they're better than they were last year like or last year they were better than they were two years ago when they were like number one and number two and pressures allowed they definitely developed a bit and got a bit better but they still like you don't want them as your protectors or your bookends for trevor lawrence your future franchise quarterback number one overall um, I'm kind of hoping Walker Little, Walker Little takes one of their jobs out of Stanford, second-round pick last year. He was someone who had, like, top-10 hype as a freshman and then got injured and then COVID in the Pac-12. <laughs> Sorry. But, so, um, yeah, he just hasn't played a lot of football recently, but when he did play as a freshman, he was very good. So it's like, he should be able to take one of their jobs. Maybe one of them kicks into side to guard. Maybe Little takes... Um, kicks inside to the left guard right now and center still in need too um, they're probably going edge number one overall so maybe they can address at the top of the second Get um, maybe Kevin Green might fall to them there if not um, Dalen Parham most likely going to be there Trevor Penning might fall Bernard Raymond one of these guys um, Smith out of Tulsa um, Tyler Smith I want to say and one of these guys would be an upgrade to them. And so second need, I put um, defensive line just in general, like interior, exterior, or edge. Um, edge shouldn't be an issue after the first pick of the NFL draft. If it's not Aiden Hutchinson, I'll be surprised. But hey, at least they're addressing the offensive line, hopefully. Um, but Josh Allen, Aiden Hutchinson should be very solid for a long time to come. But that still leaves the interior defensive line. Um... Right now, you got Roy Robbie Harrison and uh, Florent Dufatakasi. Um, those two guys are good, but more like run stuffing. You kind of need more of a pass rushing presence there. Uh, we'll see. Maybe they can get someone like a Clay's Campbell, bring him back to Saxonville, you know. And then their um, third biggest need I put as wide receiver. <laughs> you, you gave Christian Kirk like $18 million a year. Zay Jones, would you give him like $7 million a year, something like that? And it's still like okay, like, maybe you guys are the top 16 wide receiver unit, but, like, it's still not that good. And is ETN going to play in this slot now, or is that just, like, a fever dream by Urban Meyer? We'll see how that works out. Um, it's just not a good receiving unit to put around Trevor Lawrence. And, like, you're telling me you could have had DJ Chark for $10 million or Christian Kirk for 18.5, and you chose Christian Kirk. Like, I, I just... I don't know, I'm just confused by what they did at the wide receiver position. I still think it's a need, but I do not think they will address it. I think they're just going to be like, oh yeah, let's roll with this. And yeah, um, moving on to the Texans now. Um, so their biggest need is everything. Uh, not the, the, to be more serious, uh, offensive line I put as their number one need. Um, I expect them to take a tackle to uh, complement Laramie Tunsil. So left tackle, right tackle, you should be said. Um, personally, I want them to go with Evan Neal, but it sounds like right now... Ike McQuanu's gonna go there, but either way, like, not a bad choice. Like, any of the top three guys, I think, is like, okay, yeah, good job. Um, but you still need some help along the interior. You got AJ Cannon, um, he's, I, you know, um, Titus Howard, definitely a better guard than he is tackle, so maybe he steps up. I think this is gonna be like year four or five for him, but yeah, once again, just like, all right, and then, uh, Britt and center, just once again, all right. Um, they do have two first-round picks. I don't think they're going to use both of them on offensive tackle, though, or on offensive line. Uh, secondly, I have their big, second biggest need as um, cornerback um, or defensive back in general. Uh, 
they just like Desmond King is the only guy I feel confident about starting um, in the slot. Um, maybe they stop Hamilton's slide. He there's a lot of rumors about him like slipping a bit lower and lower. Uh, NFL teams just not being as high on him, so he might get there to them at thirteen, which would be crazy because they should be considering him at number three. Um, if not, maybe they go with like. If Derek Stingley slides, I doubt Sauce will be there. Trent McDuffie might still be there. Um, no one else, I think, would be worth 13, but they could, like, address in, like, round two. Um, there should be some cornerbacks who should be definitely at least a starter for them right now. And then their last dean I put, I was, like, wide receiver, tight end. They just need more pass catchers, especially if they trade away Brandon Cooks. Um, I think they will. A second-round pick, like, especially for what receivers are being traded for right now, I feel like someone's going to be like, okay, like, we'll just give you a second round. If not, like, they'll probably settle for a third-rounder at some point. Um, they have five picks in the first um, two rounds, maybe three rounds. They have five picks in the first two days, definitely, at least five picks. And so I do think that they will at least draft a wide receiver or tight end. Um, they could also just be counting for tight end on Brevin Jordan taking another step forward but um right now you got Nico Collins Brandon Cooks on the outside so especially trading away yeah as I said trading away Brandon Cooks you're just like Nico Collins isn't ready to be a number one all right and then lastly in the AFC South we got the uh Tennessee Titans uh I put their biggest need as offensive line uh they could really use like a guard or a tackle. It depends on where Ray Dunes is gonna play. Um, at twenty, I think they pick twenty six. They pick in the back end of the first round. They could find someone in that area um, who would be a starter for them. So I kind of like, unless they go quarterback, which is kind of like a sneaky pick for them right now. That's gaining some traction. Um, I do think offensive line will be a smart job, like a smart move to make. Just make sure that. You keep this offensive line that's helped Derrick Henry become the best running back in the league and Ryan Tannehill becoming a like above-average starter for the Titans. Um, I put the second biggest need as edge, and I don't know what it is about Dupree. He somehow, like, whenever he plays, he's not that good, but the rest of the team gets better. I don't know, like, how that works out entirely because it's not like the teams are scared of him. It's like, oh... We have to like double team him. It's just like when he's out there, like everyone else is like, just plays better. It's kind of it's very weird, but I still think you should like seek to upgrade on that. Like in round one, round two, there the Titans have shown to not be scared by injuries, so maybe they draft uh, David Ojabo round one. I wouldn't be surprised by that. If not, um, I do see them addressing it early in the draft, and this will also give them an out on Bud Dupree's contract after a couple years. Um, if they're able to, like, it will give them someone, like, a replacement for Dupree because that's a pretty steep contract price. And then third, I put um, third biggest need as cornerback. If their top three guys are healthy, I think this is one of the best young cornerback groups in the league. However, that's a big if, and they definitely dealt with that if last year. So um, I don't see them drafting anyone in the first round just because I think they are confident that they're in their guys. But they should definitely use some grab some depth because Caleb Farley hasn't shown to stay healthy uh, Kristen Fulton's battled some injuries so if they can stay healthy like Farley and Fulton should be good on the outside Molden he hasn't really had, battled injuries yet in a slot and he should be just fine there um, next up we got the last division the AFC West um, last but certainly not least 
started kicking things off with the Broncos, but they're basically a safety. Um, Stearns is entering year two. Maybe they, like, trust him, but I still think, like, there's a very well-rounded roster, and this is just their biggest question mark remaining. Um, they have three picks in the second and third round, so maybe they can get someone like a Lewis Seen or a um, Daxton Hill or what's the other guy? Baylor guy. I can't think of his name right now. Petrie, Jalen Petrie. Um, one of those guys definitely would be an upgrade over Stearns, I believe. Um, second biggest need I put as edge rusher. Chubb has just been injured like on and off throughout his career. Not very reliable right now. And when he has been in there, he just hasn't been the guy he was his rookie season and out of college. Um, they could address this in like round three or later. I think just like grab someone like you want to show Chubb like hey we still trust you but still have someone kind of right there like to catch Chubb if he falls you know and then interior defensive line they got DJ Jones and Draymond Jones um so that's not even really a weakness it's just like the weakest remaining position uh just grab like I guess grab more guys for the rotation because like that's a very important part of the interior defensive line is just making sure these guys are um well rested and like able to be explosive on every single play um yeah, the Broncos are probably the most well-rounded roster as as of right now with these needs more so just being question marks or, oh, you need more depth here. Um, next up in the AFC West, we got the Chargers. Um, their biggest need being the offensive line. Right now they got questions at guard and right guard, right tackle. Um, I really like the idea of them grabbing a right tackle in the first round. Um, if not, then... If they don't address it with one of their first two picks, they have a first-round pick and then a third-round pick, I'd be very shocked if at least one of those picks weren't on the offensive line. Um, second biggest need I put as interior defensive line, um, Sebastian Joseph Day is a huge upgrade. Like That's great that they got him, but they could still use a little more, bit more oomph between Austin Johnson and Jerry Tillery. Like, that's not really like striking um, fear into the eyes of defenses. Maybe they bring back Linville Joseph, um, Clayce Campbell still out there, a couple other... Um, older veterans if not maybe like a rotational guy in the later rounds could do um, a lot of the times these more run stuffing type of defensive tackles fall and you could keep SJD and um, Tillery there as the interior rushers on pass downs and then get like someone who can be a more of a run stuffer type and then cornerback um, but as the third need Mike Davis is a good cornerback not a great cornerback um, I don't really see a way for them to upgrade Right now, with the amount of money they have remaining for free agents and with the draft, um, just where they're positioned at, I just they're probably going to roll with this group right now. It's just like, once again, this is just the weakest remaining group, not necessarily a weakness. All right. Now we got the Chiefs. Um, I put cornerback as their biggest need. Fenton is a shot. Fenton has been a really solid number two. Um, Sneed, Legereus Sneed, has been a good slot since he's been in the league, but. Um, they still need like a number one type corner. Um, they have a first, uh, or they have two first, two second round picks. I could definitely see them be this being one of the positions they address, unless they want to roll out there with DeAndre Baker, which I doubt they do. Um, defensive line is their second biggest need. They need interior and edge help. Um, Chris Jones is a stud, second, third best defensive tackle in the league. Frank Clark, he's overpaid, but he's still starter level. Um, so those two positions I don't see them replacing, but 
They got like kind of nobodies on at the other two of the four positions on the defensive line. So it would be very shocked if they didn't address this in the draft just because like, yeah, they got two or they got a stud and then a someone who shows flashes, but they still need like you need more than two guys on the defensive line, especially as I said, you rotating these guys in and out to keep them fresh. And then lastly, they put wide receiver. Um, I kind of like the way the room's rounding out right now. Um, but I think you need a true, like, number one type, like maybe like a George Pickens out of Georgia, um, where they're drafting. They just, they got um, MVS, who's a big, tall, fast speed receiver, um, drop issues, deep threat. Nicole Hardman, similar type, bit more gimmicky, not quite as tall. And then Juju Smith-Schuster is a slot receiver. So I think they still just need that kind of like alpha that Tyreek brought. Um, and so I definitely think like in the first round would be a great spot to address it with one of their two picks. I like the idea of them going wide receiver and defensive line in the first round and then cornerback and maybe, maybe wide receiver or defensive line again. Um, we'll see what they do, but with those first four picks, like I think they will address all three of these positions. And if they don't, I'd be concerned for how they play out. And then lastly, we got the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, offensive line is definitely their biggest need. Colton Miller is the only plus starter. He's actually developed into one of the best tackles in the league, which was kind of a shock. Like He was not good as a rookie, uh, but he was battling injuries, so... Maybe that's the excuse for him. And he's just, every year, though, since then, he's just gotten better and better, and he got paid, and now he's still, like, one of the best tackles in the league, so that's good for him. Um, I kind of addressed Andre James earlier. He started off bad, but towards the end of the season, he was actually, like, playing better and better, so that was nice to see. Um, I still don't think he's going to be much better than a average center, but that's at least better than the rest of what they're throwing out there. You hope Alex Leatherwood takes another step in year two because he was taking steps backwards year one. Um, like we don't know if he's going to play tackle or guard yet. Uh, we'll see where they like him best. Um, but they're likely, whoever they draft, if they draft an offensive lineman in the third round, I, they should start over Denzel Good or Brandon Parker. These just they aren't really starting caliber guys anymore for good and Parker and like since he's been in the league he hasn't really been a starter level um secondly we got interior defensive line um I like the pickup of Bilal Nichols but and then Jonathan Hankins re-signing should be a big plus in the run game but other than that they know they just got a bunch of names um Vernon Butler's in there but Fitzalada's first round pick not not a big name anymore you know and they definitely could use another pass rusher and run stuffer guy um i don't see them getting anyone bigger than just like a rotational guy though no one who will make like a serious difference unless they go out and get a clay's campbell but i just at this point in free agency i doubt they do with all the money they've been spending and then their third biggest need i put as defensive back um just general defensive back because I think their outside corners are more question marks. Like, Rocky Sin's been a pretty solid corner for the Colts. Is he going to continue that in Vegas? And then um, Trayvon Mullen, when he plays, I think he plays good. It's just he's been battling injuries and hasn't seen the field a lot. So we'll see. Those are more so question marks than holes. And then Jonathan Abrams just hasn't lived up to the billing of a first-round pick. And 
don't see that turning the corner under Patrick Graham's defense, but maybe he does. Maybe he plays more of the Jabril Peppers role um, and looks a lot better. All right, so that's going to wrap things up for episode seven. Um, thank you all for listening and leave a like, comment, subscribe if you're on YouTube, if you're on, listening on Apple, Spotify, um, Google, wherever you're finding this. Leave a five star review, tell your friends about it, help spread it. And yeah, I'll see you all next week.